One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Radium Girls. Here's what you need to know. In the early 1900s, the U.S. Radium Corporation was among a handful of companies that began using radium-based luminous paints to make glow-in-the-dark watches. Radium had been discovered in 1898 by Marie Curie and her husband Pierre, and was already a popular treatment for cancer, but the effects of regular exposure and consumption were not public knowledge at the time. The innovative watches were instantly in high demand from the military, and factories began popping up in New Jersey, New York, Illinois, and Connecticut. The majority of the workers employed by these factories were women and girls. This was due in part to their nimble hands and fingers, which made it easier to paint the dials on the small surfaces. Dial painting became one of the more prestigious working-class jobs available to women, paying more than three times that of other factory jobs. 
the women were titled artists in their town directories, adding to the appeal of the job, an appeal that often led them to recruit their family and friends into the line of work. Companies like the U.S. Radium Corporation and the Radium Dial Company were turning big profits as the luminous paint expanded to military aircraft controls and popular at-home alarm clocks. The dial painters, meanwhile, were never told about the dangers of radium exposure, of which scientists and executives were becoming more aware. In fact, the employers ignored the health risks despite secretly testing dial workers for radioactivity regularly. Even worse, the dial painters were instructed to use practices such as lip pointing or lip dip in order to keep the finest point on their delicate paintbrushes and ensure the highest quality execution of painting. This meant that women were literally putting radium into their own mouths countless times a day. Within a few years, the workers started to show signs of serious illness. Common symptoms of radium poisoning included anemia, sore throat, deteriorating jaw, soft teeth, spontaneous bone fractures, and aches. Other women had tumors bulging from their jaws and knee bones, where radium was known to settle. People pulled out teeth or parts of their jaws with their own hands. The first casualty from radium poisoning happened in 1922. Most of the subsequent victims were in their early 20s. The dial painters fought for rightful compensation for their illnesses, but the powerful companies wouldn't take responsibility for the harm they knowingly caused. The victims continued to try to raise awareness about the safety hazards and violations at the factories, some from their deathbeds. The cause of death for many of these women was often purposefully misrecorded, usually citing syphilis instead of radium to protect the companies and smear the victims. A determined dial painter named Grace Fryer finally found a lawyer willing to take on her case in 1927. Four other colleagues joined Fryer's case, Edna Hussman, Catherine Schaub, Quinta McDonald, and Albina Larice and the five women became known as the Radium Girls. Their legal battle was ultimately settled out of court, in part because the corporations kept trying to drag out the proceedings, and the women had only been given months to live. But the Radium Girls had achieved their goal in the end. Their story made front-page news, sending shockwaves across the country, and paving the way for major change. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Radium was the most expensive substance in the world at the time, costing the equivalent of 2.2 million per gram in today's money. The first death occurred in 1922, when 22-year-old Molly Magia died after reportedly enduring a year of pain. Although her death certificate erroneously stated that she died of syphilis, she was actually suffering from a condition called radium jaw. Her entire lower jawbone had become so brittle that her doctor removed it by simply lifting it out. Marguerite Carlo was the first doll painter ever to bring a lawsuit against the radium firms. She was only 23 at the time she filed suit. Sarah Carlo was the first doll painter ever to be tested for radium poisoning and the first to be autopsied. 
There were likely thousands of doll painters who died from radium poisoning, although there's no definite number, according to Kate Moore, author of the 2017 book, The Radium Girls, The Dark Story of America's Shining Women. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello, everyone. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest is author and journalist Jane Borden. Hi, Jane. Hi. And I just want to let our listeners know that, you know, you're, trust me, you're going to love Jane and you're going to want to go to her website, <laughs> janeborden.com. You know, just have it ready <laughs> at the tip of your fingers. Yep. Fingers, fingers, typhon. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, Jane, we'd like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that is recently alarming you? What is something that is keeping you up at night? Oh, um, well, I I can't stop thinking about cults. Cults? <laughs> Wait, the horse cults or, or, or the Indianapolis cults? Yep, yeah, I'm yes. so cults into cults, Chris. The, the horses, I've been dedicating my research to this specific breed. Um, <laughs> no, as in like destructive, sometimes religious, sometimes secular uh, mm-hmm. cults. Yeah. And why is that lately? Well, it, you know, I, it's part because it's, it's a book I'm, I'm writing, but I'm writing it because I'm obsessed with it. I, I, I think we're in a golden age of cult. We're coming into a golden age of cults right now. America mm. is, and I think we are not prepared. So oh, really, are you in Wait. one? Do you need help? <laughs> well, actually, Clayton, I think we are. I think we're all in one. Ooh. Oh my god! Is this is this a cult? Is the alarmist? This is, a, I pulled I you guys together today. Yeah. I oh. orchestrated several years ago for you to start a podcast, so we can wow. get together today. You're such a mastermind, Jane. Yes. I'm afraid of this episode now. <laughs> but yeah, but that's... I'm excited for your book to find out what cult I'm in. <laughs> It'll be revealed on the very last page. <laughs> Smart. That's a good trick. Um, well, okay, let's jump right in because we are, there's just so much to cover. And I know I always say that, but this really is a doozy. You know, something I found that I can't stop thinking about is that they say that today, if you take uh, something called a a Geiger counter, which is some instrument that uh, measures radiation. Measures right? radiation, yes. If you take it to the cemetery and place it over the graves of the dial painters of the of the girls who worked in these companies, you'll hear it ticking over those girls' graves wow. because apparently radium has a half life of a thousand and six hundred years. Whoa. So if you if you just hold this Geiger counter above ground, even though they're six feet below, it'll still register elevated levels of radiation. Wow. That's how radioactive they're. I mean, seriously, they were they were Mm. literally radioactive. And I just want to start off by putting radium marketing as a miracle drug up on the board. So that we can understand what radium is, pretty much. Okay. So after its discovery, radium was quickly put to use as a cancer treatment. It was a proper craze. Radium became an additive in a number of everyday products. 
from toothpaste to cosmetics and even food and drinks. Mm. This is according to Atomic Heritage Foundation. Around this time, American inventor William J. Hammer went to Paris and obtained a sample of radium salt crystals from the Curies, who were the ones who... um, Uh, discovered it hammer discovered that by mixing the radium with glue and zinc sulfide he could make glow-in-the-dark paint his discovery would soon be used as by the u.s radium corporation to manufacture wristwatches with radium painted dials advertisements for for the product which they called undark boasted of how it was all made possible by the magic of radium cnn says far from being a uh, pana- uh, sorry, I do not wor- know this word. Panacea? Panacea. Panacea. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It means uh, like cure a all. cure-all, right? Oh, okay. Well, hopefully there are other people out there who didn't know what panacea was. And this has been cleared up for them. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> far from being a panacea, radium was deadly. One user, American socialite and athlete, Eben Byers became notorious for drinking a bottle of Radiator, Radiator, oh. every day for years and then dying from it in 1932. The headline of a Wall Street Journal story about his death reads, quote, the radium water worked fine until his jaw came off. Oh, <sighs> wow. When, okay, when ingested, radium is particularly dangerous. Chemically, it behaves very much like calcium, said Timothy Jorgensen, a radiation expert at Georgetown University and author of Strange Glow, The Story of Radiation. Since the body uses calcium to make bone, ingested radium is mistaken for calcium and gets incorporated into bone. So the, the major health risk of ingesting radium is radiation-induced bone necrosis, necrosis and bone cancers how soon they develop depends upon the dose but at very high doses that the radium girls were exposed to just a few years Mm. so uh, apparently what was happening was that they you know they were ingesting all of this radium Mm -hmm. on the daily and their bodies were thinking it was you know i guess it, it acts like calcium and so that's why so many of them developed, I guess, these like really bad jaw injuries and, mm-hmm. of course, bone right. cancer. Right. Soft teeth is one of the side effects. Oh. What a terrible phrase, soft teeth. And yeah. so the, the, the people sort of wearing the watches didn't, I mean, the, the, I guess that, that the exposure isn't great enough uh, if you're just, because I'm looking up watches right now and they still, they're like, oh, you know, it's not great, but you shouldn't, you know, I guess it's fine if you don't, you know, but these women were exposed to it. They're producing it, right? Yeah. The, um, there's a, a brand of watches, Chris, maybe you can look that this up. It's called like Clockworks or... Um, Maybe it's in my notes somewhere, but it's still uh, producing. the. It was produced. They're not making it still, but people still have them them, because, you know, watches and and clocks are not something that people throw out. (laughs) Right, right, right. They're antiques. Yeah. And apparently if you put some kind of uh, instrument to measure the levels of, of, of radioactive radiation they'll still go off it will go off if you like put it up to a clock Hmm. wow yeah you know i mean i'm jumping the gun a little bit (laughs) but we've already mentioned marketing you know what this whole thing reeks of what 
capitalism. Yeah, of course. We've got to just, can we just put it up there sooner yeah. rather yes. than later? Let's, Let's it put up. it up. Get it up now. I was going to call it corporatism. We'll corporate malfeasance. Well, corporate malfeasance. Mm. Yes. Let me just share this little tidbit about okay. corporations. I was not too long ago asked, I had to go on jury duty and I was hearing the details of the case and it was a big corporation and it was a lawsuit against a corporation about a product that they made. And a woman was dying because of it and they were questioning us. And at one point, uh, the uh, asked questions like, do, do any of you have like any kind of hesitations about corporations in general? And I raised my hand because my husband is a lawyer and at one time, he told me that um, sometimes corporations will knowingly per- uh, practice a something that they know is harmful to their consumers because it's cheaper to just deal with individual lawsuits Ugh. than to actually change what it, the product itself and to use it then. So they'll do it until they get caught. And I told that to the attorneys because uh-huh. they ha- they like wanted to have a private meetup with the attorneys and the judge. And I told them that my husband or my boyfriend at the time was a lawyer and he told me this and I was immediately dismissed uh-huh. from the case. <laughs> yeah. What does that say? <laughs> so uh, there's some of this going on here and I'm sure we'll get to that. You think? I, I mean, let's jump to it. Uh, this is according to Gre- Grabner, Radium Girls Corporate Boys. The Dow painting industry does not appear to have been subject to the sort of intense competition and low profit margins that might have forced a company to cut corners in order to survive. Instead, Claudia Clark suggests that because the radium companies were able to produce their own knowledge about the hazards of radium, they financed the research. They were better able to justify their policies and attitudes. And uh, this is, again, Claudia Clark. Most radium experts worked for companies producing radium machines. A few were physicians employing radium in practice. Both groups had a financial stake in radium's reputation. Evidence of radium's toxicity threatened to disrupt then not only the dial painting industry. If radium was toxic, the sale of the radium machines would have to end. For these reasons, the radium corporation's personnel resisted the idea that radium might be the cause of dial painters' illnesses. When employers learned of the deadly effects of radium, the company claimed to discourage lip dipping, but actually relied on the use of techniques for its success. And we'll, uh, uh, we'll, we'll have to um, talk about uh, lip dipping. Lip dipping, yeah, uh, <laughs> <lip> dipping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's take that off. <laughs> you want to cut that? Should I make a note? Must we? Yeah, Must we do? Lip dicking. Must we take this off? I mean, let's leave it. Let's see where that goes. Let's put lip dicking up on the board, actually. Well, if they had been lip dicking, I'll tell you what, they would have put a stop to this nonsense straight away. As soon as that started falling off, that would have been the end of radium. That's a great point, and I think that's why we should keep it. Okay. I mean, okay, we're already getting ahead of too many things because Jane has a point. Because we haven't even talked about sexism yet uh, and how that that plays into it. Sexism goes on the board. Has to. But before we we do that, let's discuss lip pointing. (laughs) Uh, Lip dip, as it's called. According to Claudia Clark, uh, dial painter Catherine Schaub had worked her way into a position as instructress, teaching new employees the best techniques for filling 
in the delicate numbers on the dials. I instructed them to have a very good point on the brush. Schaub later testified, I instructed them to put the brush in their mouth to get the best point on it. Mm. The method was called lip pointing and was apparently adopted from the China painting industry. For a while, small bowls of water were provided so that the woman could rinse their brushes before pointing them between their lips. This practice, however, was soon discontinued because of excessive waste of expensive paint. Mm. Lip pointing was abolished throughout the industry in 1927, but not before dozens of dial painters had died, Mm. contracted malignant cancers, suffered facial disfigurements, or otherwise become seriously ill. Their bones burdened with radium. Even so, dial painters working in the 1940s and 50s, uh, 1940s and 50s and later decades suffered from a variety of radium related illnesses. It wasn't until 1979 or 1980 that the last dial painting facility closed. So this is that's a long time. And this is like we've all done this before too. This the lip dipping. It's like what you do to thread a needle, you know, and you have like that frayed end, and you give it like just a little bit of moisture Mm -hmm. to get it through. Uh It seems like a natural. Yeah, it seems exactly. (laughs) Except for it's not doused in radium. That's the difference. You know, Chris, if you could look this up, the 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 radium paint was extremely expensive. I, I think like a little bit of radium was like in the millions of dollars. Um, and something that, you know, the, the, the girls would have to actually mix the paint themselves uh, in the factory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, things that would happen is that, you know, there would be, I, I guess you would call it like a gold dust or something that would go everywhere. And it was almost like it made them glow. And it was almost like a a paint of pride or a glow of pride. Like that, you would they would go later to the bars or go out at night, and they would, would be, be recognized for oh it. Goodness. And it was a status thing because they were paid so well. So it's like hmm. at the time it was it was a, a very respectable job. Little did they know, you know. And they would play around with this. You know, I, I was watching this documentary called Radium City. It's an it was a documentary from the eighties, and it they they actually interviewed some of the people who worked at these the, some of the women who worked at this fa- these factories, and they would talk about how they would play and they would go in these dark rooms and like paint their teeth with the glow in the dark paint and just you know put it in their on their face do like face painting and like uh, just horse you know play around in the dark room because it was glow in the dark and it was like a cool new fad. So uh, just to sort of your first question was in 1903, I'm looking online here, uh, 1903, a uh, single gram of radium was $2,000, which is a lot of money right? Uh, back in those days. So it was, it was very expensive. What you're saying, it was a status. In today's status dollars, symbol. it'd probably be in the millions. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, probably. I've tried to do a live conversion uh, <laughs> on, on this podcast and it's not gone well, so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading that, Rebecca. It was like two million or something. Two okay, two million today. So I, I I just thought of that because it says that they they would put the points in the in the water bowls, but they didn't want to waste the water and so you know they stopped doing that, which probably would have I mean they, they still would have they're being exposed, but who knows if 
So just to sort of just to sort of widen out the lens a little bit here, what we're talking about is a gross misconception about the the dangers of radium at the time. I mean, that that's at the heart of it. Right. I mean, the lip dipping and that stuff, those are procedures that, you know, the employees would use to try and get through the day quicker and like do their job easier. But like what's at the core of this issue is the is they just didn't know how dangerous this was. Right. Well, Well, who's they? Exactly. You mean the the, the workers the certainly didn't. Well, yeah. the workers didn't. I guess. Yeah. Who's they? That's the question. The, Did, so I think the company was the uh, company was aware, and they had co- they were covering up, and because they didn't ways, want right? to lose money, it was a profits thing, right? Right. Let's talk about the labor department. Uh, again, this is Claudia Cl- uh, Clark on January thirtieth, nineteen twenty three. A chemical analysis of the paint raised. New concerns. As you know, radium was very violent action, ha- has a very violent action on the skin, and it is my belief that the serious condition of the jaw has been caused by the influence of radium. I would suggest that every operator be warned of the dangers of getting this material on the skin or into the system, especially into the mouth. The Labor Department took no action. Hmm. So nothing was done. Were they cronies? By- for the oh, labor department, question. were they like friends with the people at when you when you like retired from US radium, did you go work for the labor mm. department? Like what happens oh, today with the oh, FDA? Boy. Yes, oh, sounds familiar. The pharmaceutical companies. Can we just put the Sacklers on the board for some yes. reason? Yes. For no reason? Can right. we please put the Sacklers on the board? No, but really that's what I think of. Uh-huh. Um no, but uh that's a good question. And just put the labor department up on the board. They've got to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, you you bring up a good point, Jane. I wonder. It's 1923, so I don't know. What? what? I don't know. <laughs> just like that's what year it is. That's it's just a year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, uh, I, I don't know. I think of like the 1920s like, like, as like a big mob time. Not uh. not that, that that has anything to do with. With this, I don't know, but I don't know. I don't know, but that's just me. It doesn't seem like the time. I mean, there's not a lot of due diligence happening. Like, I think it's one of these. It's we're still kind of figuring things out, and I do think that there was corruption. I mean, there continues. There's always corruption. I would imagine it was even more rampant back then. I think we should put. We should also put the corrupt health officials up on the board. The corrupt scientists. Officials did not reveal the presence of radium in paint formula, let alone the possibility that radium was dangerous. In orange, phosphorus was still considered a likely source of dial painter's disease, since neither the dentist nor the dial painters were privy to the chemical analysis made for the labor department. Hmm. The presence of radium may have been widely known. The firm uh, for which the dial painters worked was named first the Radium Luminous Materials Corporation, but it, it is unlikely that teenagers and local dentists and physicians understood the possibility of harm from radium. Rather, the dial painters likely believed that radium was good for them. Dial painters at the Orange Factory were told their work with radium would improve their health. So this is where the popularity or the good reputation of radium plays into it because they were told that and 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 from what i read was i guess when you're um exposed 
to uh, radium, it does make you like your cheeks a little red hmm. um, at first. And so hmm. they I think they viewed it as like, oh, I'm getting healthier. Or, you know, hmm. at the time they 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 you have saw a that glow or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is was not the case. It was a, in fact the opposite. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is uh, this is where I read about this. Consumed with their rising social status and fear, fearful about alienating the companies that founded and sponsored much of their research, the best and the brightest lost touch with humanity. This is according to Gerbner Radium Girls Corporate Boys at Harvard. Cecil Drinker, a leading team of physicians from the school's new industrial hygiene program, declined at first to release an important 1924 study carried out at the behest of U.S. radium and the following year refused to testify in New Jersey compensation cases. Columbia physiologist Frederick Flynn, who would eventually chair the university's industrial hygiene department, spent the crucial years of the mid-1920s in the employ of the u.s radium so okay so he worked for the actual factories yeah. at, mm-hmm. for the companies that were uh, doing it and he was Classic. doing research yeah exactly he was doing research and consulting with anxious di- dial painters these demands made him at worst duplicitous at best confused in 1926 he published a study denying that dial painting was dangerous so it's like they just hired all the scientists yeah wasn't there what one of the um during one of the research studies or something or or when a doctor like uh, saw one of the women a an executive from US radium was there posing as a scientist or something or like posing as a lawyer really yeah huh i read that oh i don't remember i can't credit that cuz i don't remember where i read it <laughs> <laughs> But he just like, I guess he just wanted to like know for himself. And then he was like, yep, we are killing them. All right. You know, no one say anything. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, let's talk about sexism, right? Because I I think that it it plays into this in a major way. Okay. This is according to Kate Moore author Kate Moore, scientists at Argonne National Laboratory in the Center for Human Radiobiology interviewed a lot of the former workers. There are some quotes from the 1970s saying, I think the girls were making it up. Peg Looney, she was sick to begin with. She was never in the best of health. They really shocked me. In the 1970s, they're still denying what happened. The girls won their case in the 1930s. The quote was from a man who worked at the company with them, and he still believed in, 19, in the 1970s that they were lying about it. I think a community sh- shunning them shows how brave they were because they flew in the face of what everyone was telling them to do. Most women who got sick never sued. Quote, let's just say they didn't have a whole lot of social authority. They couldn't just bang on doors and get noticed, says Claudia Clark. So it took a man dying for people to start doubting this narrative Mm. that um, these women were just making up this illness. In 1925, there was a 36-year-old chief chemist at the U.S. Radium Company. His name is Dr. Edwin uh, Lehman who died, and that's when an investigation was launched. Hmm. 
Investigators took autopsy tissue from the bone of the chemist who had died and determined that he was, in fact, glowing with radiation. So that's when they start investigating. It's just wild to think of... It's just wild to think that people, these people were actually glowing, <laughs> glowing, and that people thought it was that was a good thing. Yeah. Like what? Like why was it considered a cure all? I know that's it, what's amazing to me too. Is it just because it was like the new thing, and we just put all yeah. our hopes on it? Yeah, I think. They started saying that it could cure cancer. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think they just, they didn't know. It's it all, was powerful. It's, you know, it's, it's also sort of conjures a, you know, anything that sort of a new discovery. And, and I also think, you know, medicine is still fairly young. I mean, you know, in the 20s and, and earlier. And so, you know, there's a lot of like, I mean, this is what like snake oil salesmen sort of come in, right? Like there's a lot of people who are just sort of selling uh, the curative nature of whatever. And they just, it it, it reminds me of when oil was first discovered. Remember, they would just like, if it it was seeping above ground and they would just bottle it and sell it as like a salve that you like put on your body and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, they really did that. Oh, what's this? I don't know. Put it on you. Yeah. See what happens. I just think there was a lot of that happening. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's the equivalent of like whatever Joe, Ro- whatever like vitamins Joe Rogan sells on his podcast today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which are like, like the men- men- mental health vitamins or whatever. It's, it's just like this. It was marketing first and money but it's, first. It's not, it's not the Joe Rogan vitamins you put in your body that'll kill you. It's the words that he puts in your ears. Mm. <laughs> In what you do exactly it's the whole package yeah. uh but uh that yeah so i just think it's like part it's like the science is so young and we don't have these regulating bodies that we do today to sort of you know like the fda or whatever can't you know right. wh- was when was that an act you know it's like you can't up there they approve something or they don't approve it you know you yeah, test the, it out the fda approved uh uh opioids Mm. And kept it quiet when they knew how devastating it was. Mm. The fentanyl, like the, all the like the um, uh, oxycontin, oxycontin and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's dosage and all that stuff. Yeah, wow, that's true. Actually, uh, you- I, I think a big part of it as well is the 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 thing, perhaps the time period. Um, and just the way, you know, Midwestern ways of the time, I was thinking of calling it, but this is okay. probably, um, you know, we can workshop that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Um, this is according to this documentary I was watching, Radium City 1987. People don't talk about the problems around here. This is uh, some you know, a guy right. on the documentary is talking. People don't talk about the problems around here. If they have a problem, they hold it in. They Mm. don't tell you about it. That's how they were brought up to be. You don't say nothing. You don't ask no questions. They were taught that if somebody tells him something to say, yes, I agree with that. Don't disagree with anybody. And whatever they say, that's it. Don't argue with them. Just go with the flow, even if you don't like it. Go with the flow. You treat your boss with respect, even if you don't agree with them. They were always going to be the underdog. He's he's talking about the uh, the radium girls. Sure. 
What's interesting too is that this idea that they they were women who are getting paid like double the money and had such notoriety in their workforce mm-hmm. at, at this day and age. It was probably, you know, I mean, it was rare. So I wonder if on their part, you know, like there was um, a fear of losing that. I yeah. mean, people were speaking out, but like, I, I'm so curious. It'd be so interesting to be a fly on the wall and like, of a conversation between the actual workers themselves and were they all on board? Like, this is bad. This, it's definitely that stuff. Or were some of them like, no, don't mess this up for us. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I think I, I heard a figure that was something like they were in the top 5% of, of being paid in the workforce. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, these are women weren't making that much money. So, and, and this was a predominantly female, um, in workforce that they were employing. So I think there must have been a little bit of that where it's like, I don't want to lose this good thing. You know, it, it's like you can convince yourself a little bit. I, I can see how they could just go into this right. denial uh, until until your teeth start falling off. Right. <laughs> you know, like I can it's see just, how it yes. could get that far. It yeah. seems different from like the cattle yard days where like these men in like Chicago stockyards are truly working in like deplorable conditions, making very little and like they're on assembly lines and they get hurt all the time. Like they know it's like a bad deal and they're not getting paid for that bad deal. Whereas like what an interesting, I don't know, psychological quandary to be in like, to be a a young woman who's getting paid so much and suddenly being like, am I getting sick? Is it from this or, or am I just going to stay quiet about it? Right. Because That's so don't. sad to me. That's it's just so sad. And 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 I think that that has a lot to do with the time because you know th- because there wasn't a lot of opportunity for women to make a a decent living. And this was the compound element, what not sure what you call radium categorically that was discovered by a woman. Interesting. Wow. Right? It's true. And she also died from it, from uh, radiation exposure. And she knew about it at the time. Like, she, I think she was trying to get the word out too, right? I am not sure. Yeah, but it, uh, she must have. Um, I, I know that that's what she died from. Um, Chris, if you could look that up. Um, if uh, Marie Curie, if she was kind of uh, trying to get people, make people aware of radiation. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Something that went hand in hand with this was there was a, a bit of syphilis shaming. Yeah. So it it wasn't long before, this is according to Britannica, it wasn't long before the radium girls began to experience the physical ravages of their exposure. Among the first was Amelia uh, Molly, who painted watches for the Radium Luminous Materials Corporation, later the United States, the U.S. Radium Corporation in Orange, New Jersey. Uh, Molly's first symptoms were a toothache, which required the removal of the tooth. Soon, the tooth next to it also had to be extracted. And side note, this is really um, gross, but I I believe the dentist just kind of literally pulled it out with his hands. Mm -hmm. That's how... Easily it came out. Easily, yes. She had painful ulcers, bleeding, and, and, and it was full of pus... Uh, puss, 
pus. Oh my God, Rebecca. <laughs> what is wrong with today? me? <laughs> <laughs> so is the U.S. Radium Corporation, <laughs> am I right? What is happening? <laughs> wow, Jane buzzing. <laughs> Jane's on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so that developed where the f- t- uh, tooth had been. Uh, m- the mysterious malady spread throughout Molly's mouth and lower jaw, which had to be removed. Her literal jaw had to be removed. And uh, then into other parts of her body. She died in 1992 uh, of a <laughs> massive hemorrhage. Doctors were puzzled at the cause of her condition. And oddly, they determined that she had died of syphilis. So this is the first one of the girls to die, and the doctor said it was syphilis. Of course, the employers, the factory owners, they jump on this determination, and they start saying that all the girls are getting, they're not getting sick from radium exposure. They're spreading syphilis amongst them. And this was a tactic to shame them into staying quiet because at the time syphilis was a heavily stigmatized disease because of its sexual transmissible nature. Um, and, and we actually talked about the stigma of syphilis in our Tuskegee uh, experiment episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, you they, know, it was a convenient that as a way of keep, of keep keeping them quiet. basically. Yeah. And yeah. blaming them. Right. So we love to blame the victim, don't we? Oh yeah. So wait, but I had kind of assumed that the doctor said it was syphilis because the doctor was like in on it with the corporation because that's the way my brain works. Mm. But you think it was that they they didn't know what it was and they just mistakenly like not with malintent guessed syphilis? Unclear. Um I don't know. I, I here in in this uh, according to Britannica.com, it, 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 they're making it seem like the doctors just didn't know what was the cause. Well, maybe Britannica.com is in on it too. There you go. <laughs> How deep does the conspiracy this go? goes on? The cover-up <laughs> goes on to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean. The the cover, uh, yeah, I don't know how wide this cover up went. I, I honestly, I would just assume that everyone was involved. Right, I wouldn't be surprised if the doctors were being pressured by the corporation to not name it what it truly is because it makes them look bad, and then they have to open up investigations and start making changes. I mean, it just that's just the way our world seems to have always worked until they yeah. can't cover it up anymore. So. Is there anything else we want to put up on the board that we think we might have missed? I mean, we do have to put these company. <laughs> Hello, yes. we should put these oh, companies yeah. up. U.S. Radium. <laughs> yeah. U.S. US radium. radium. Uh, the, there, there's a few other. Radium Dial Company. Um, and that one, I know the owner was Joseph Kelly. Um, because they were uh, spoken about in this documentary that I watched. Um, and something they did was after it started getting heat that, uh, you know, some of the newspapers started publishing articles about the effects of radium poisoning, uh, they, ch- they shut down the what was called the Radium Dow Company. And then six weeks later, Luminous Processes Incorporation, Incorporated open up a few blocks away hmm. from <laughs> from the old building. So and and they just began hiring women to paint dials again under they just a new began name. Killing women. 
Mm. Yep. And the uh, they did not tell those women that the new company, Luminous Processes, was owned by Joseph Kelly. Oh, Joseph Kelly's on the board for sure. Yes, he's here. <laughs> Big time. Um, I mean, just really despicable. And yeah, I think what you're saying, I think what you're getting at, Jane, is that they were women. So they just didn't care. I, I think when, when, once we had the lip slip up and Jane said if it were men and their members were falling off, you hit the nail on the head because <laughs> it's absolutely right. If this were like a bunch of young men who back in the twenties were considered like the, they were the breadwinners of the family and all of a sudden they start dying off. Like it would, they would be, it'd be an uproar. Yeah. Well, it was right there in the, uh, you know, the, the the people who are at the head of the company and a lot of them uh, the, in the managerial positions or whatever would stay away from the, the radium. And, and, you know, so it's right there. They they yeah. knew how bad it was. Yes. I, I think I read somewhere that the they would wear um, they were, you know, they had like full. I mean, nowadays, it's like their version of the time of like full PPE, you know, like mm. they, they would like. You, you touch radium with like tongs, you know, they wouldn't even, you know, touch it with their hands. And like, meanwhile, in the other room, the girls are like putting it in their mouth. <laughs> oh my God. You wow. know? Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Sounds like we're ready to start deliberating. Let's do it. Okay. Let's take a break. And then once we come back, we'll start crossing things off the list. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, who's the blame for the Radium Girls disaster? 
Is it radium marketing, capitalism, corporatism and greed, sexism, lip pointing or lip dip, labor departments in action, the Sacklers, (laughs) 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 corrupt health officials and scientists, Midwestern ways of the 1920s, syphilis shaming, U.S. radium, radium dial company, or Joseph Kelly? Okay. What are we going to take off of here? (laughs) Well, I just want to clarify that this is not the same Joseph Kelly who's the co-creator of the very popular uh, (laughs) Apple TV show. Yes. Starring, uh, what's it called? Shoot, I'm a, a big little lies no it just won the emmy for best comedy oh joe kelly joe oh yes kelly. The, uh, uh the other two. Oh, the other two <laughs> that's chris no. kelly what oh that's I? chris kelly oh. ted, ted <laughs> lasso Kellys. sorry ted lasso yes ted lasso the joke Ooh, would have been so much go. better if i had remembered the name <laughs> ted lasso we could what probably thinking, what's what's the other Kelly I'm thinking about? Well, Joe Kelly, the baseball player, is no, a Dodgers. I was thinking, who, who did Big Little Lies? I'm I'm really David glad. Kelly. We're... David Kelly. Oh, David Kelly. Okay. okay. It's none of those people. Anybody <laughs> else want to throw out any Kellys? We want out Kelly <laughs> Kelly Ripa. It's also not her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. So we'll keep Joseph Kelly the you know up on the mm-hmm. board for now. I'd say obviously um, the Sacklers we could be removed because they were all not alive at that time. But okay, it's good <laughs> that they were they're in this company for <laughs> sure, right? Yeah, they can honorary mention. Yeah, and I feel like you know we can fold capitalism into corporatism and greed. Okay, what do you think? Sure, I yeah. mean greed exists without capitalism, right? Truth. Truth. Radium marketing, it did. It didn't help. Um, it definitely probably made him feel like it was nothing to worry about. But even yeah. if they weren't marketing this thing as like a you know a cure all for cancer, these women would still be used like you know using the material and putting it right. in their literal mouths to paint these dials. Yes. So. I'm going to take it off. Yeah, I'll ta- let's take that off. And I also think we can take lip pointing uh, or lip dipping off because they were still being exposed. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, labor departments in action. That's pretty terrible. Corrupt health officials and scientists. Those two could kind of go together. They could, yeah. I think mm-hmm. let's let's call it the corrupt health officials and scientists, right? I mean, don't okay. you, don't you do some kind of vow when you go into the field of science and health? That- you might be thinking of the HIPAA oath. That's I think medicine. <laughs> oh no, no, not not vow. I mean an oath, <laughs> but yes. um, an oath like where you're like I'm I'm scientist. I'm going to do this oath. for the the good of humanity or something like, like I, I think doctors have to take doctors do. I don't know if a scientist has to. Okay. Cause there's so many different areas of that. One could be practicing science, I guess. Well, regardless, they weren't following that oath. They weren't, they obviously were no. just corrupt. Uh, what about okay. Mid- Midwestern ways of the 1920s is how I rephrased it. Yeah. Which I think probably, 
caused a lot more, unfortunately, like a slower reaction and more casualties in the long run. But I, I just can't see how you can blame. It seems like victim blaming to be like, it's your fault because you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. No, for mm-hmm. sure. Seems like they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the syphilis shaming, that was just one of the tools used yeah. by the, the corporations, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of cover it up. Exactly. But if it wasn't that, it would have been something else. You can bet on it. Okay. Joseph Kelly is kind of representing all the other owners, right? Uh, uh, For the other um, radium corporations. I think so. The owners of the companies, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. The, The Joseph Kellys of the world. So here, this is just making me think about something that I think our country is still struggling with. Like we we have all these health departments and labor departments and like OSHA, et cetera, as checks because we just assume that corporations are going to take advantage of people. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like we don't blame the corporate. We're like, well, we just, again, accept that you're going to be this way. So we're going to have these checks on you. So so we would like blame the health officials. But how is that fair? Like right. in an ideal world, we wouldn't need health officials. That's a really good point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Uh, the nature of capitalism is to spend the least amount and charge the most amount. And when you, in order to spend the least amount, you are often putting your employees in danger. I mean, or just as a natural consequence of, do, of mm-hmm. doing that. Um is you know so it it just is sort of the nature of 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 capitalism that you know requires that these business people in many occasions on many occasions to put their employees at risk and to sort of ignore the and you know or just sort of try and work around the sort of legal ramifications of that sort of is that the sort of thing you're talking about Jane it's just like built into the built into the it's baked into the cake yeah. Well, and the corporations, you know, the whole point of a corporation really is profit, and you and you're trying to satisfy shareholders who are like very indirectly involved with what the corporation is doing sometimes. So it's like you're answering to people who are like, "Well, you better just make me more money from the money I gave you," without even actually understanding what it is that they might be investing in. And so, what what's your responsibility to like to human humanity's health or just to your bank account the bank accounts i guess if that's your goal you don't really care about the health stuff as long as you don't have to yeah hmm. Are we- i also feel we always talk about like the macro versus the micro too it's like this is an interesting thing because it's like what, what what do we do are we going big on this or is it important to get more like pinpointed and, and really call out like a specific guy or corporation Good question. I think, you know, like Jane pointed out, um, the OP, you know, the, 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 it's still going on, right? Um, they did it with um, the, all these companies with the opium. Um, and they're going to try and make as much money as they can until they get stopped, until someone says you can't do it anymore. Well, then they stopped and then they just hid their money in offshore accounts, the sacrifice anyway. <laughs> By by the time, yeah. <laughs> claim poverty. Um, so I, I think that if it wasn't radium, it it could have easily been something else. Yeah. 
whatever it was at the time. So in my, I think what it is, is just like, it's more this like way of being, it's like a way of operating business that our country is founded on and it continues to happen. So America, <laughs> let's blame let's put america in the alarmist jail i mean okay so we i just think that you we i think corporatism really is to, yeah is, there, there is something here. american about it though isn't it it just feels very consistent that these corporations sort of wiggle out of these sort of you know these litigations like and they they pay a high price but or, or whatever they settle out of court yeah. they never you never feel like you get true compensation for right. the the dangers that they cause no and, and, and they they're always sort of ultimately it's just becomes a line in their budget they're like yeah. okay we'll just oh it's, and it's baked court. into the budget is we have this right. amount of money earmarked already plus the amount of money they have earmarked to lobby congress to kill regulations right exactly and so should i they just add an american american add- corporatism yeah okay. and i just want to note that joseph kelly died a multimillionaire. of course he did so here's my question do we want to send the owners of the radium style companies to the alarmist jail or do we want to send american corporatism to the alarmist jail and slap the owners including joseph kelly including all the other ones that were not mentioned i feel like we have we already have capitalism in jail right Mm -hmm. does it always come down to that (laughs) I mean, <laughs> often. Often. It, be good to, it might be good to get some like real people in this jail. R- some real realies who took advantage mm-hmm. of a concept of, for their personal gain. Who took advantage of women? I mean, I think that Clayton's onto something really because, in a sense, this is what what's at play is the sort of awareness of the dangers. And then the sort of hiding yeah. of those dangers. And and that is to me what's most nefarious here. Right. And 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 so those are people that do that. That's not a corporation. Yes, a corporation naturally wants to, you know, uh, uh, make a profit, but it's 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 sort of goes beyond that when it comes to this level of personal safety that's that's at risk. Yeah. For watches. Yeah, that's the way that's for the glow thing. in the dark, you for know, glow in the dark numbers watches. on your for watch. Like that dumb, dumb thing we had when we were kids, like a glow in the dark. <laughs> yeah, remember that trash. little? I, I love that. that. I loved yeah. it as a kid. But it's just not to go worth it. it. Was under the covers. To, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so okay, do we send the owners the Joseph Kellys? Then we got to make sure we send the right Joseph Kelly, though, uh, to <laughs> Yes. You know, not to, the Emmy Award winning writer. That's right. Yeah. No, no. OK, I'm going to call it. And I, I look forward to talking to a guest expert about this. Um, hopefully we didn't totally botch this, but. Uh, OK, I'm going to call it American corporatism. You're getting the big slap. The Joseph Kelly's of the world. The owners of the radium dial companies, you're going to the alarmist jail. Wow. So there you have it. Justice. Justice. <laughs> Tr- true. <laughs> um, 
I mean, we once again, capitalism is a a, a sneaky snake, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're not going to let it get away. We're just not going to let it get away. We shouldn't. Jane, thank you so much for joining us and oh. helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for this terrible tragedy. Thank you for having me. It was uh, a very sad and also kind of righteous, ultimately, story. That's the thing. We we take sad events and we write those wrongs. We go back in history <laughs> and we, we give our guests and our listening audience an ability to feel some kind of, you know, walk walk around with their head held high thinking... We did something good today. And the ones who really (laughs) did something good, I want to give the big clap to, which are who are the actual radium girls themselves Mm, who really uh, the five, the, the, the five who fought, you know, and, 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 you know, got the word out. um, And they were very brave to do that. And they were also literally dying. Mm while they were doing it so yeah they kept trying to push the trial so that they'd just be dead oh my god terrible just terrible so the big clap (laughs) goes to you again thanks Jane thanks guys After the deaths and illnesses of the Radium Girls, the lawsuit started by Grace Fryer settled in the women's favor in 1928 and set a precedent for occupational hazard law. Several more lawsuits were filed against the Radium Companies over the years, while they continued to appeal the decision from 1928. In 1939, the case made it all the way to the Supreme Court, which rejected the final appeal. Lip-pointing was promptly discontinued and factory workers were given protective gear. Though dial painters continued to work in semi-dangerous conditions through the 1970s, the Radium Girls succeeded in making lasting waves that affected labor laws for years to come and helped to establish safety standards for radium exposure as well as other potentially harmful elements. If only they'd live to see the day. you think is to blame by going to the alarmistpodcast.com follow us at the alarmist the on twitter at the alarmist podcast on instagram or email us at the alarmist podcast at gmail.com tune in next week we'll be discussing the poisonous murders of mary ann cotton Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.